Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to no longer high commentary, but instead controversial smoke. And I'm going to give you guys some insight. I know it's been a while. I've been going through some shit, a lot of crazy shit, which actually inspired me to change the name to controversial smoke because you already know (laughs) I got that smoke. Stay tuned. All right, this has been a long time coming. I have not spoken about this, but you know this is who I am. I've always been transparent. But, you know, when people go through shit, you kind of hibernate and you stay to yourself. And I was really depressed for a while. And before I get into this, let let me hit some of this cake mix from cookies, okay? I need to relax before I, you know, do this confessional because we're going to start from the beginning. Okay, so each part of this podcast is going to have a beginning, a middle and an end. Okay, so let me smoke this and we're going to get into the beginning. Cheers. Okay, one more, one more. This is not easy for me, but I love you guys. And I feel like if the tables were turned, I would love for someone to be as honest as I am to be able to relate and empathize with. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I got to smoke my weed first. All right, one more time, one more time. Okay. This cake mix, so fucking yummy. All right. All right, all right, all right, boom. The beginning. So as you guys know, if you've been following me, you know, been listening from the beginning, you know, I've always been a person that works, mind their business, and just talk about the shit I go through, you know? So there was this guy at my old job that took a liking to me, or so I thought, Because at this point, I'm thinking predator-like qualities. But anyway, that's for the end. He, uh, you know, was an employee. And, you know, we were cool. And he would watch all my stories on Instagram. All my late night wisdoms that you guys know about. You know, all my stories. And at first, I thought, like, okay, he's a cool person. And, you know... He's trying to be cool with me, you know, following me. I follow back. He's watching my stories, you know. He, he's taking in what I'm saying. He's giving me insight, blah, 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 whatever. I, boom. So then he kind of, you know, starts a little flirting with me. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know. I'm kind of like a deer in headlights. Like, you know, I, I've been celibate and single for four years. I Look, there's certain shit that I just don't remember as far as what a hint is, Okay. So somebody else says, ooh, I think he likes you. And I'm like, really? You think so? And she's like, yeah, you know? And I'm like, all right. You know, like I start trying to see him in that other way. You know, I don't really look at 
people I work with in that way, unless they kind of like show me, you know what I'm saying? Um, but that has not really, you know, happened other than, you know, with uh, Pendejo. And, you know, you guys know if you've been around from the beginning, then you know about Pendejo, you know? Um, other than that, this guy comes in, you know, me, four years celibate and single. I'm thinking he's just my friend. We're just being cool. And he starts flirting and I'm like, okay, I don't know. And then, you know, the girl tells me and I'm like, okay, starting to look at him like, hmm, can I see it? I don't know, you know? And then he starts telling me like, you know, you just like, you go for the wrong guys, blah, blah, blah. You know what typical dudes do to try to finesse you. My ass should have known better, but I didn't. All right. <laughs> I'm human. All right. So he says he has a surprise for me and to meet him in the back of the uh, break room where I used to work. So I'm thinking, you know, it's going to be a pair of socks or, you know, a shirt or something that, you know, because he he's a creator. And I go to the back. And, oh gosh, I'm just like, I'm laughing about it right now because I'm like, bitch, why didn't you, (laughs) bitch, you should have stayed away. Okay, but anyway, anyway. So then um, he comes to like get close to me and give me a hug and he kisses me. And then that's when I was like, oh, okay, like, okay, I got the hint, you know what I'm saying? So... You know, I'm a Bronx chick at the end of the day. So I'm like, hey, you coming forward to me like that? Like, okay, now I see you. You know, now I see you. I peep you. You know what I mean? So. So then he kisses me and like the kiss was nice. You could tell he was nervous. His lips was trembling and shit. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's cute. You know? And uh, from then on, I was just like, okay, okay. I'm starting to, you know what I'm saying? So I offered for him to come over and hang out, you know? And I should have kind of known from that time that the, you know, there were certain red flags because when he came here, you know, like all, he was like all up under me. I mean, he wanted the Toto, right? And I'm just like, nah, like, you know, I want him to wait. Cause you know, I've been celibate for four years and I'm like, look, if, if a man wants this toto, he's going to have to earn this toto, you know. <sighs> but then I was giving him some leeway because, you know, we work together. So I'm like, well, you know, I know, I know him. So, you know, I didn't give him no buns the first day. Get your head out the fucking gutter. No, I didn't. It, it took a little bit of time, but a little faster than I expected. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so... You know, we're dating, we're, we're, we're in a relationship, because, you know, I don't date. So we in a relationship, like, that's what you want, you mine, I'm yours, and that's what the fuck it is, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we together, and I'm thinking I made a good decision. I'm thinking, like, you know, maybe God placed this man on my lap. I wasn't attracted to him at first, you know? So I'm thinking in my head, like, maybe this is the way it's supposed to be. For me to be celibate for four years and then this man just, you know, falls on my lap and, you know, he just seems like such a good guy, you know, he seems like a stand up guy, a little goofy, but I like that, you know, um, tall, 
you know, handsome. Like, so I'm thinking, like, oh, and, and, you know, we work together, too. Okay, cool. You know, he handsome. He fit the height description, all that shit, you know. I so, boom. So I'm like, this is my man, you know, because I don't date. So once I, like, let you kiss me, once I invite you to my house, like, nigga, we together. You know what I'm saying? And he was pushing for that, too. So I'm thinking like, okay, you know, this is good. It's easy. It's easy, you know? And there's nothing better than having a relationship that's easy. Like, you, that energy is just there. You know, y'all just, boom, it's there, you know? So I thought. And um, we dated and shit like that. And, you know, there was some shit going on at my old job. And they were trying to get rid of me and find ways to get rid of me. And they actually found their way to get rid of me. I didn't do nothing wrong. I did what the fuck I had to do because I know I did. And I got proof. You know what I'm saying? Um, But they found ways to get rid of me. And they finally found a way to get rid of me. And that's what they did. And after that, that is when, to me, shit went downhill so we're gonna get into the aftermath of me getting fired and how it affected my relationship or did it stay tuned All right, so I'm going to backpedal just a little bit, but let me let me take another hit. Cuz it's like, you know, having to remember these things it's kind of hurtful, you know what I mean? But I'm an honest bitch. I tell it like it is, and I do it from the heart. All right, but let me let me hit this. Okay? Espérate, espérate un momento, un momento. Okay, espérate. watching the birds fly and shit. Ay, Dios mío, qué jodienda. Okay, wait a minute. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Woo! Yo. Cookies got bomb-ass weed. Okay, I'm just saying that. Okay, now, let's get back to it. All right, all right, gotta breathe. Okay, who's on this? Okay, all right, all right. So I'm gonna backpedal just a little bit, um, a little bit before the downhill. And that is when we did the nasty, I felt bad because I felt like I was going against my morals. And my standards, you know, I was letting them go. So when it happened, I spoke to him after and I was like, look, I really want us to be celibate together because, you know, that's really what I want so that I know you're not just with me for the total, you know, 
he's like, no, like, you don't need to worry about that. I'm committed to you. Um, he's the one who said, I love you first, you know? He was the one who said he wanted to marry me. And, you know, maybe that was a red flag that I overlooked because I liked what he was saying. It it sounded good. It sounded convincing. And it felt good to, you know, be with a man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so he was like, no, it doesn't matter, da, da, da. So then I'm like, if it doesn't matter, then let's be celibate, you know? Um, if it's not about that. He goes, for how long? Right there, I should have saw that was another red flag. Like, you can't dictate when I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? And if you fucks with me the way you fucks with me, you would be like, I right, boom, we could do it. And I even gave him the exception of, of head. I was like, yo. I'll still give you head, but I just don't want to, I just don't want to, I don't know, something about it, it's, something in my chest was just bothering me, and it's because I set, I set that standard for myself, you know, I wasn't trying to be celibate, you know, up to marriage, but like, I wanted it to be really, really genuine, you know, and I just felt like it was the heat of the moment more so than genuine passion, you know, if that makes sense. So anyway, <clears throat> then we argue about that. And I always found myself telling myself, like, why the fuck are you arguing about your toto? Like, you should be able to do what you want to do with your toto. But then at the same time, you know, you falling for somebody and you kind of want to make them happy. And I guess that's the fucking soft ass fucking cancer about me that I don't fucking like. But anyway. Um, it's a gift and a curse, I would say. And, um, one time I went to the back. This was like maybe three months into the relationship and, um, maybe two months, two months into the relationship. And I'm like, I really want us to be celibate. Like, I want to be an example, you know, and he didn't understand or he just didn't care to understand how much I wanted to be an example where like, yeah, I'm 30, you know, 35, you know, going on 36. I've been celibate for four years. I know myself. I know who I am. I know the path I want to take. I know, you know, if something don't sit right with me, I move the fuck along. You know what I'm saying? And not a lot of people could do that. Not a lot of people are as honest and transparent as I am. And I've noticed that and which is why I choose to be that vessel. So I explained that to him, but he should know because he was watching my stories all that time. You know what I'm saying? But me giving a person the benefit of a doubt that pretty much knew better. Anyway, so uh, I had a brain fart real quick. I'm so sorry. See, this, see, see, this is why it's been so long. Okay, 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 okay. So then he says, okay. <clears throat> Sorry, clearing my throat. He says okay, and he agrees for us to be celibate until February, right? So, 
I'm happy about that. I'm thinking like, okay, he really does like me. You know, <laughs> being stupid. Uh, you know, but he would still try. And in my head, you know, it would bother me. And I confronted him and I was like, yo, like, you still try to push it despite the fact that I say I don't want to do it. Like, not pushing like in a, you know, like bad way. Like, pushing like, like, seducing me, you know, seducing me to do something that I don't really want to do. Even though I want to do it, but it's just, I just, my heart is telling me, nah, nah, you know? So he says he's going to go along with it, but of course that's full of shit, you know? To the point that we start arguing about it because I'm like, yo, like, you know this is a part of my life and what I'm trying to do. And I'm not saying that you ain't getting no buns until marriage. I'm just saying, like, dude, like, I want you to, to, you know, like me. And he already was like, oh, I love you. And, and I'm just like, I felt like it was too good to be true, you know. And turns out I was right. But, of course, that's towards the end. But, um... <clears throat> So after I get fired, because now we're going to get into the downhill, um, we was already, you know, going through ins and outs of the way he would approach certain things and how he was sexually with me, which I didn't like because I felt like it was kind of cold, like distant. And I explained that to him that I don't feel like he is emotionally connected with me. And it's just little things that kind of like make you feel like, you know, look, I'm going to keep it real 100 because I'd rather say it while I'm nice and high and toasty. There was one time that I've cried like towards the end of it, towards the end of like having sex. And, And it was because I just wasn't happy. I just felt like he wasn't emotionally connected to me. And, you know, that's the worst feeling to have where, like, you're putting that connection into someone, but they're not really putting that connection into you. And you can feel it, especially as an empath, especially if they're not connecting with you, like with touch and, you know, uh, soft passion, you know, and we bickered about that. And I bickered about the approach of that. And, but, you know, we were still getting by and I was working. But the moment I was fired, it seemed like I didn't know this person anymore at all. And he started coming a little later. You know, but I didn't really pay too much attention because I was just like, well, more time for me to, you know, finish cooking. Because I would start cooking at like 1230 just so he could have a fresh meal when he gets here. I would wash his uniform, you know, pillow talk as usual. He would tell me things about what's going on. I would, you know, tell him past shit that I knew that was going on at the job. And um, I thought we were connecting on a, you know, serious level since he was pushing that serious level. 
So I was doing wife duties and wasn't getting the wife title or the respect. And that's my fault because I thought I was being loved. So I'm now working. I'm cooking for him, you know, doing my stuff. He helped me start my lip gloss business. He was helping me with the rent because, you know, they set me up and, you know, shit happens. And I thought that was a very manly thing to do to help me, you know, pay the rent and to pay my rent. Because if we're going to get married anyway, shit, (laughs) this is practice. You know, that's what I'm thinking in my head, right? Because I'm like, well, I'm going to marry him. I'm going to have his big head of kids and we're going to live a nice, happy life. And, you know, and I'm going to love him till death do his part. And even in death, I would still want to be with him. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because I'm a loyal ass motherfucker. So he just started coming home a little later than I know the time he usually would if he was excited to come. And he would also, you know, start like not really wanting to talk. And I always felt like in the beginning, you know, that was never a problem to like sit down and talk and eat, you know. And it was just starting to become like I was whatever. And of course, that's going to hurt me because... I think eating and talking is a very special time, you know, in your relationship. And he just didn't care to do it anymore. And we argued about that. And and then after that, he just started distancing himself and trying to find ways to go home when at one point he was always trying to stay. And it would turn into an argument. And I'm just like, in my head, you know, to myself, I would be like, but isn't this what you wanted? Like, you're the one who said you wanted to get married. You're the one who said that you loved me first. You're the one who initiated all these things. So why are you being this way now, you know? And it was like a setup for a setback. I felt, and I still feel like I was set up because it wasn't genuine. It was all for a motive. And I feel like I paid the price of understanding and feeling it more after I lost my job. He would argue smart remarks, Pack up, leave, say sorry, I take him back, comes back in again, argue, leave, pack up his shit, leave again, come back. Like, my house was a revolving door. It's like, I allowed myself to fall in love, not realizing that I was sleeping with the enemy. Stay tuned.
All right. We just finished the downhill. Now we're getting into the middle, the meat and potatoes, as most would say. So we already went through the whole, you know, being a wife, doing wifely duties, you know, not getting the respect, you know. That lack of understanding is going to be the death of any relationship. And like I said before, the persistence of wanting me to do things that I really didn't want to do yet. Not saying I didn't want to do it with him. Of course, it would be with him if I'm saying I want to marry him too, you know. But I just, let's wait a while. You know, like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, he kept persisting, 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 and it, it became argumentative, you know. And um, I think that he started treating me like a chore more so than the woman he wants to procreate with, you know? And I was still holding on because I just thought that it could be a phase, you know? Like, maybe it's just a little phase. I don't know. I, I honestly... I'm a person that doesn't give up until I have no choice but to give up. As long as you're not cheating or hitting me, we could work through a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? But it was the simple fact that one night he had the audacity to say, fuck you. Yep. I, yo, I heard it in the slowest motion. <laughs> you know, like when you watch those movies and they're like, don't do it. For me, it was like, fuck you. And I, my heart, I wanted to vomit my heart. Like, I was so disgusted and hurt at the same time. I didn't even know what to say. And I was just like, you know what? You can leave. And he was already packing his stuff, all that stuff. But I feel like the moment he had the audacity to say, fuck you. And I've never, you know, spoke to him in that manner at all. I was like, wow. Yeah. Mm -mm. He don't love me. I was just something to finesse and you could finesse a person and pay their rent you know you got to be a good convincer right shit a good imposter will go great lengths to convince people that they are real when they are fraudulent so i'm very thankful that he helped me you know um during that time because it was nice of him to do. And it showed me that I was safe. You know, it, it showed me that I can be submissive a little bit, you know. And I like that. I mean, what woman doesn't want to feel a little submissive with their man? It's, it's an awesome feeling. You know, never once was it to use because, look... <laughs> 
Like, I don't need to use a man. But I'm like, shit, since you're going to be my husband and you're helping me out, you're showing me that you're a real one. And that's all good. Because when things pop off and things become great, trust me, you're the one person that I'm always going to have beside me. You know? And um, I that's just how I am. So after he started, you know, helping to pay the rent and, and bills and stuff like that, I feel like he just felt like he could be a little more in control as far as his arrogance, like, you know, be a little more controlling, you know, have a little more attitude, be, you know, make me feel small in my own home. Like at the end of the day, let's keep it real, my guy, everything's under my name and I'm not perfect, but if the tables were turned, I would have done the same thing because if I'm in it for the long haul, I'm going to do it for the long haul. And that's just what the fuck it is. I'm loyal to the soil. So him doing that for me gave me the impression that he was loyal to the soil too. And I continued, you know, doing what I do, being in the house, speak to him on his break, you know, just did the things I was supposed to do, work on my lip glosses, you know, And of course, in the midst of that, I'm frustrated. I'm an alpha woman. I'm used to, you know, paying everything myself, doing everything myself, everything myself, myself, myself. And, you know, it's it kind of like made me feel kind of shitty, you know, not having a job because I'm I was so used to being independent. But I liked and I was learning to enjoy having a man or so I thought (laughs) that really had my best interest at heart. Until the revolving door shit started happening. And then it was just like, dude, why are you going to do this to me? It's already bad enough that I'm not working. It's already bad enough that, you know, like, I don't feel right not working. Like, come on. Like, I already got my brains blasted. Do you really have to step on them too? And scatter them? You know, and from then on, I just felt like I wasn't sleeping with the same person that I met. I was sleeping with a person and I was trying to make something work that obviously if I wasn't giving him buns, he would be quick to go or feel neglected. And it's like, dude, I'm doing all these other things that have nothing to do with sex. So you know that sex is just the topping. It's just the cherry on the, on top, really, you know? But all these other things matter. Talking to you, checking up, making sure you're okay, making sure you eat good, you know, spending time with you. Like, those things matter, or so I thought, but to me it does, you know? And he would be like, I love you, I love you, you know, I don't know why you keep thinking that. But I just realized shit, like, you ain't coming home around the usual time. Now there's new people working at the job. You know, you following them now so quick and easy. Who's this personality? Because I didn't know this personality before, you know? And... 
he started hiding shit from me and he wanted to go home a lot more. And I just felt like, mm-mm, something ain't right. Something ain't right. Right? So the more he became more arrogant, the more I started becoming more curious. The more I started asking questions and didn't give a fuck. Because I need to know. Let me know. You know what I mean? So, we're going to get into the confrontation. I confronted somebody. I want to know what was going on. I don't know what, what he was doing. I don't know. He was just acting funny. Even had his friend calling hella late, knowing he's here. And just being on the phone. They loud ass fucking drunk motherfuckers from the job. Calling him at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. And he laughing and key-keying with them right next to me. And I'm like, really? You just saw their asses? Like, really? And that right there should have been a flag, too. But also that same day was the day that I came across some information. And this is the information that is... Devastating, traumatizing, and just fucked up. Stay tuned. All right, so now we're going to get into the middle and then I'm going to get into the end, okay? I mean, it's not really the end because there's going to be more to talk about. So I uh, contacted one of, you know, the girls that I'm cool with at the job. And I was like, hey, like, he's been acting weird. You know, like, y'all could have each other. Like, you know, you know, typical girl, you know, you mad. You're going to be like, you know what? Y'all could all have each other. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, no, what are you talking about? Like, I got, you know, like, my family, da 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 And she's like, look, I didn't even go out with them. I know he went out with them, like, two days ago. To me, that's deceivement in itself. Like, you really wasn't trying to make things right. You just went ahead and just went out. And with the ops, like, like nothing. And I guess he just, he just didn't want me to find out. And that's what caused more of the issue because I feel like, well, I know now he was turning her and a few other people against me to make me out to seem as if I was crazy, um, you know, that I'm bitter, you know, and because I exposed what I saw that, you know, led to that You know, there were people who were going and showing it and going back to him and telling him. And and it's like they were girls. And I'm like, really? Like, you know what? When that karma hits you, I hope you remember me because that's your karma for being a fucking bitch. All right. And I know they know who I'm talking about because they're the ones that be up. You know what? I ain't even going to say it. I ain't even going to say it. But that person 
is a girl that was just watching my shit, watching my shit, and going back and giving misconstrued information. Meanwhile, I was nice to her the whole time I was there. Like, I never saw her in that light to be so yuck, you know? And um, I found out that, you know, she was going back and forth or whatever, whatever. And, you know, they all cool. Meanwhile, when we pillow talk, he was saying, oh, I don't think she likes me. And I don't like this person. I'm not that cool with that person. You saying all this shit, but then you're going to go all up in their face hanging out with them and shit. And that's when I was like, wow. You know, I couldn't believe it. Like, wow, I was sleeping with the enemy because you was hanging out with the ops and then coming to sleep with me. Trifling. So after the breakup, after the main breakup, you know, the end, February 15th, haven't seen him since. Um, I also tried to reach out after that. I sent him an email and I was like, look, can we sit down and talk like adults? Because love is love. And, you know, if I love you, it's like, I don't want it to be true. But if it is like... Just tell me, like, tell me what's up. You know what I'm saying? If it was and now it's not, then that's cool too. But you got to be a little stronger. You got to show me that you love me. Like, if you're going to choose them over me, you don't really love me, my guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, So I have sent him an email and I was like, oh, can we talk like adults? And he's like, huh, like adults? So if you could do like, yo, didn't want to take responsibility for nothing. Nothing. It's like, I didn't put a gun to your head to do that video. And then you here trying to make motherfucking excuses as to why you made that video. And then you and then you covering for that person and you still their friend to this day. And they put you under a really suspicious category. And then I saw a video of you saying it. And then I see a video of you kind of acting like it under a certain category on a site. And it's like, dude, if that's not who you are anymore, you should be in complete defense of yourself and not in defense of your friend that's in a whole nother place, not even in this state, okay? You should be more focused on trying to make this work, not, oh, I, I can't take this anymore. That's exactly what he said on Valentine's. He said, I'm, I, I can't do this and just left me with some red roses, uh, some Rocher chocolates and a $50 gift card from Sephora. And that was it. And after I sent him that email, you know, I already was like, you know what? Look, see, I tried. I tried. I explained. I'm like, yeah, you know, like you're like my best friend. Like, you know, can we speak like adults? Like, I just want to know, you know. And he was just like, huh? Like you could speak like adults. Like just <laughs> it was just like he was not trying. You know, he was just being a dick. And um, so. After that, I was like, okay, roger that, you know, and I left it as that. And I would be so mad that I'm left with all these pieces and these videos and it's like, fuck, you know? So I was nice, yo. I didn't post no video of it. I, you know, I only posted certain things that I felt mattered, like the lack of intimacy, you know, as far as like, you know, heart to heart. Um, the, you know, the, the being an asshole, you know, trying to be 
controlling and worrying about shit that you shouldn't worry about. Like, if I'm with you, I'm with you. And that's just it. Like, you don't got to worry about why I'm with you. Just know I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, trust me, I'm not going to waste my time. I I can't even date. I'm not even a dater. You know what I mean? I'm a person like, I'm with you, I'm with you. And that's it. You trying to get married? Okay. You know? So I thought that's where he was because he was like, I just want to be loved. I want to be loved. And I'm like loving him. And come to find out, he's hating me by hanging out with people who fucked with my livelihood, you know? And that shit hurt because it's like, how are you still friends with the person who put you under that category that you claim to be false, but you're not with me? Like, that doesn't make no sense. Like, I would be, fuck that. Like, you try to put, you slander myself and then you try to turn it on me. I'm not your, your best friend. I'm not the one who posted you up on that shit. It wasn't me. We found it. You know what I'm saying? He trying to say, oh, I slandered his name. Nah, you slandered yourself, my guy, when you decided to do that video. When you decided to say what you said. When you decided to do what you did. Like, don't try to put that shit on me. Be mad that I found out. And what you gonna do about it? Are you gonna still continue being friends with that person that you know is a bad influence on you? When you trying to grow and be better and do bigger things? You gonna really try to put your employees, you know, the people you work with, for, uh, you know, eight hours, you rather be around them than be around the woman that you are claiming that you want to have kids with and love and want to be with? Like, no grown-ass man or grown-ass woman is going to prefer going out with their friends to have drinks and be stupid over being at home, eating good food, getting some good head. You know what I mean? Talking, you know, getting massages here and there. You know, like, the things that you're going to care about when you're older and you're not there no more and everybody separates and divides because everyone is focused on their own life. But instead, you want to be a part of the clang, the same clang who fucked with my livelihood? Like, I could never. I don't care if it's after the breakup. Even if the tables were turned and I broke up with him, I would never go and start following the ops blatantly like you ain't shit. I would have never, ever, you know? And I would have given some sort of closure. Like, I don't know if he really loved me. And at this point, honestly, I don't think he did. I think I I was just an opportunity. I was what you may call... um, readily available because I was single, celibate for four years. You know, I was clean total because I didn't fuck with nobody for four years. You know, I had my own place. He didn't and don't that I know of. I don't know, you know, but then after that, I was hearing little things here and there, you know, little birdie here, little birdie there. He going out with them. He, he, you know, he chilling with them. He going to the same Korean barbecue spots that we used to go to with them. <laughs> you know, um, that he was acting like nothing bothered him at all. And it's not, you know, like I heard it from one person. I heard it from a few people. Some people didn't even know we were together. 
I was hidden. I was a secret. I was only known to certain people, you know, at the job and stuff because, you know, we working at the same time. But he was already single before February 15th from what I was told, you know? And I'm just like, wow. And I'm here miserable, sad, you know, not really miserable, but like I would say sad and depressed and, you know, feeling alone because, yeah, that was my best friend and my lover. You know what I'm saying? And to be deceived where I'm seeing that he's following all these people, even the girl that, you know, was flirting with him up to the day that I was getting suspended. Talking about mellow, where's my drink? You know, so I'm just like, mm, just something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? And lo and behold, a lot of the things that I felt was told. And maybe I needed to wait this long so that I could come up with controversial smoke to be open enough to be like, yo, I got fucked over. And the, the worst part about it to me is that I lost my celibacy to somebody who really was just a predator and I was the prey. He knew too much about me. And, and he used it to his advantage instead of using it as substance, as quality. And then making me out to be crazy when it's like, dude, I got substantial evidence. All I wanted was to see if you were the same person you were seven years ago by a simple confrontation. Because if it was all about me, I would still be with that man. Because it's like you did what you did and that's when you was young and dumb. But his energy said otherwise. His energy was like, well, oh well, that's my group. That's my team. I've been with them. That's what we do. We're gamers. We're trolls. We're hackers. We do this. That's what we do. And I'm like, yo, but in this video, it says we are anonymous. We as in plural, meaning where are the other videos of that person that came on my live and said, he doesn't need to be with women like you with his chest titties out. Where's his video of him wearing those things? Where's a video of the other person wearing those things under that same category, doing that type of thing? Then I could be like, okay, young, dumb, that's what y'all do. But where you at now? Are you mature? Are you grown out of that shit? Are you really trying to, you know, be married, settle down and have kids? Is that what you're really trying to do? Show me that. Because if you don't want to be seen in that type of light, then you should have taken yourself off of that motherfucking light. The moment I confronted you about that shit, you should have taken yourself off that motherfucking light. But instead, I was getting argument back and forth, back and forth. Nah, that's not the time to argue. That's the time to be like, okay, yup, I was young, I was dumb, I fucked up, yup. I'm taking that shit off right fucking now. I'm talking to him right now in front of you. I'm done. I'm not fucking with these people. It's not a good look for me. I'm really trying to make shit work with you. I'm not trying to have none of this extra shit that don't belong into the bigger picture. That's what I was hoping. Nah, instead, uh, 
those are my friends. That's what we do. That's what it is. Da 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 da. Defending his friend to the core. And I wasn't shit. I was the, no, I was shit. I was the shit under his shoe. And that's when I realized, like, maybe this is his past that's also in his present. I don't know. I'll never fucking know. And that's the sad part. Because I gave it up to somebody that I don't even really fucking know. And I didn't need that shit. I didn't need to go through that shit. And I didn't need to be in that shit where I'm still picking up the pieces. And there's still more to go. You know, because I, it's been four months. And, you know, when I truly care and love somebody, it's not that easy to, to act like nothing is wrong. You know, to act like nothing happened, like I never existed. But he has been, and I've seen it, and I know it. And it's like, wow, really? So you put all this grief on me for you to go and hang with the ops and not have no sympathy, no empathy towards the person that you were sleeping with? That's a cold motherfucker, man. And... Now, I'm at another job. I'm happy. I am content, you know, and I'm picking up the pieces. I'm still sad, you know, but I learned how to live through that sadness to just, you know, be on my hustle and take my lessons and take my L's and take them with pride and be able to tell you guys, you know, because I'm not ashamed. That's his cross to bear. I'm embarrassed. There's a difference. The only person that should be ashamed is the person that was deceiving, lying, hiding, denying. That's their cross. It's never yours. You could, you could be embarrassed to love someone because you just didn't know about their fraudulence. So I'm embarrassed. But I'm not ashamed because I love sincerely. So I'm just trying to live life and I just, you know, keep hearing <sighs> shit. And, you know, like I said, <laughs> what's in the dark will always come to light. Alright, so we are now going into the ending. Let me add some more flour. And it's not really like the ending ending. It, I guess, you know, it's the ending of the relationship. But not the ending of... Sorry, I gotta, I gotta bang this shit. Not the... Ooh, I almost dropped iridescent. Oh my God. Um, not the ending of how I feel about it, you know? And that's why I decided to change the name to Controversial Smoke because I'm smoking and I'm controversial, you know? And why not start off with something that's so honest and so crazy and so fucking real? <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? So, I'm about to take this hit. Cheers. Need another one. Lord of mercy. All right. <coughs> All right. So now it's been four months. And of course, within the four months, you go into looking at shit in retrospect. You know what I'm saying? And you start looking back at the things that you may have overlooked that you should have looked into. And one thing that I would say I overlooked was the time, the time it took for him to get here, the difference in how he would be happy to come here and be making it over here compared to when I wasn't working there anymore and he just became a total different person. And it was very arrogant of him to really try to pin people that I fuck with against me. Some fell for it. And only like, I don't even want to say how many redeemed themselves by telling me the truth. The truth that he was too much of a punk ass to fucking tell me. And it also goes to show that the things that I once thought about him intentionally doing to me, he did, but worse. Like, you not only, you know, not only did where I work, you know, fucking shot my brains off, my ex fucking steps on it and smushes it and rips my heart too and smashes that shit and bursts it, right? And then after the, you know, after the breakup continues to defame my character by calling me crazy and bitter and all these things, but doesn't tell people his part what he did, what I found. Like, I I hate when motherfuckers are quick to talk about your reaction, but very slow to discuss the action that led to those reactions. And those reactions were very small because a lot of women that I've spoken to that I expressed about this situation And the ending part of finding this and that video and this and that, a lot of them said they would have already posted that shit up, reposted that shit up, put everything up. And I didn't. I haven't even talked about it the way I'm talking about it until today, four months later. That right there shows like... I was I was in such a shock that I didn't know what the fuck to think, to say, 
you know, you go through that wishful thinking phase the first month and you're like, maybe he'll contact me. Maybe, you know, maybe he is realizing that his reaction was not the best reaction. You know, maybe he he loves me and he's just being stupid and he'll come back around. You know, you go through that for the first month, two months. I would say two months. The third month is when I kind of started realizing, like, this motherfucker really used me and was really good at it, you know? Like, really good at getting what he wanted and making people feel sorry for him, not to, you know, in, in the midst of making people feel sorry for him, he was not even telling people what he was doing to me, how he was making me feel, his behavior behind closed doors. And these are the same motherfuckers going back and forth to him and they don't even know what happens behind closed doors. But I feel like as a woman, you got to respect the G-code. I don't care if you like me or not, because I don't care if I like you or not. I'm going to respect the G-code. I'm not going to make fun of another woman's sadness or unhappiness or deceivement, not thinking that it can't come to my front door. You know, but that's how they treated me based on, I guess, whatever he told them and however they felt about me. And he's been talking about me to people at the job and he's been expressing his one-sided feelings, you know, without giving the whole story of what he may do. But then at the same time, when certain girls, you know, like you, you could tell them whatever they want and they'll, you know, pretty much go for you anyway, you know? The people that I was kind of, like, worried about, like, there was this one person, well, there was a few, there was there was two people. One, it was after I left um, that place. Um, but the one before that, you know, like, it was just kind of like, you got to know your boundaries. And I feel like when you're in a relationship, you, you got to let other motherfuckers know your boundaries too. Like, you're in a relationship. Like, no woman should be running up on you, rubbing your head. No woman should feel okay expecting a drink from you. No woman should be expecting candy from you other than your woman. So when I, you know, started peeping like little shit like that, I'm like, what is going on? You know, like, yo, I really was oblivious because I was so into him that I was so oblivious to the fuck shit. Okay. And it hurts. It's fucked up. You know, Um, I don't feel that I'm bitter because I feel like a bitter person would really go out their way to like fuck his whole shit up. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not bitter, evidently, because like shit, if I was bitter, I mean, don't you think he would have already had fucking like sugar in his gas tank already or flyers of him and whatever he was wearing all around? Like, no, you know what I mean? Like, Ain't nothing like that going on because I'm not doing none of that because I'm not bitter. Am I upset? Yes. Um, Was it traumatizing? Indeed. You know, because you're left with questions you'll never get the answers to. And I wouldn't wish that on anyone. 
frankly, not even on my worst enemy because it's like a torture and it's not even that you're torturing yourself. It's just the fact that like you were sleeping with somebody, spending time with that person, eating with that person, talking to that person, pillow talking with that person, you know, planning with that person. And then they just go. And you didn't even, you didn't even initiate all that shit. It was that person that initiated that shit. And it's like, I went into waters thinking it was warm and come to find out it was boiling water. You know? I'm thinking like, it's just a nice warm beach, you know, nice waves. And I got this, you know, man and... You know, we're going to live this godly life, you know, and we're going to be good to each other and we're going we gonna to build with each other. And then I go into it and then I find out I'm the fucking chicken boiling in the fucking water. Carajo, coño. You know what I'm saying? And everybody says, you know, everybody that I speak to, including my mom, which I heard, you know, I'm just influenced. Look, baby, the person you fell in love with is a mirror image of her mother. (laughs) But then again, he never loved me. I was just opportunity. So looking at all of this in retrospect, I feel like there were some signs that could have told me some things like, I was hidden, like, I never met his mother. He met my, he met my mom on, on FaceTime, you know, like they would talk. My mom would look for him, you know, because my mom in her eyes, she was like, okay, that's going to be my son-in-law in the future, you know, like, because they're thinking, look, I'm such a goody girl, <laughs> woman, like, I really just be in the house. Look, I pay rent, rent is money. You know, I don't go out. So it's like, it doesn't hurt to have somebody that you could talk to, you know, be with, connect with, be emotionally compatible with, that you guys just are just being. And maybe it could be based on my background of being with, you know, having parents, being blessed with parents that are still together 40 years. But also, I feel like it should be a perk of knowing that you're with a woman that knows how to keep a good man. Keyword, good man. Because I was doing the things that other girls ain't gonna fucking care to fucking do. You know, it's it's young-minded shit, and I'm just not young, you know? And he was just making it seem like he was at that level. He was pursuing all that shit before I did. Like, I really honestly, honestly, to end this, like, I kind of felt like he might not be ready. And I've also mentioned it because he just couldn't control himself, like, You're with me every day. You don't always got to do the nasty with me. And understand that, like, if you already got a piece of it and you already know what it is, that should give you more of a reason to understand why I want to be celibate with you until 
You know, I wanted to do it on Valentine's Day, to be honest. I was just like, ooh, you know. I even bought something to wear. Like, you know, he didn't know. But I bought something to wear, like, two months, two months ahead. And I just hit it. You know what I mean? And I was just, like, kind of wanting to plan it, like... You know, we, we spend this time, we learn each other, we know each other on an intellectual and emotional and substantial level where like now this is just the cherry on top, you know? But instead, he broke up with me. And it's like, I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing because I think it's funny. I'm laughing because it's a coping mechanism so I don't get emotional about it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, Wow, you broke up with me in exactly six months. Like, you know, he really acted like I wasn't shit knowing that, like, I introduced you to my mom. I haven't been introduced to nobody of yours. Like, that's how I should have known. Like, I was a fucking secret and I was just taking all his excuses in. And I wasn't, yo. Even now when I think about it, I'm like, wow, V, like, you were fucking gullible. And I was just so, like, trying to be submissive in areas where I shouldn't feel like I had to be submissive. Because you already got a little bit of the toto. So, like, you should have known, like, right there, like, look, I already know how she is. I understand. I'm going to do this with her because I'm going to marry her. But nah, it was a total fucking opposite, son. And I was just like, wow. To this day, it's it's always like a wow moment, especially when I find out new information. Like, you know, like the fact that he's hanging out with the same girl that I was suspicious of and, you know, she inviting him to pool parties and get togethers at the pool and shit. And I'm just like, wow, dude. Like, yo, everything I thought it's it it just seems like that was the plan all along he was trying to get rid of me so that he can do those things and it's like then why get into a relationship with me why why say these things to me if that wasn't your intention anyway because actions will always speak louder than words and he gave me a lot more words and very little action because look (laughs) I got a whole bunch of questions I'll never get the answers to. And that's what started Controversial Smoke. So, you know what? I guess he inspired me to step out a little more of my honesty and to be more transparent with the shit that I go through. And to be real with you guys, because look, it could always happen to you or it already happened to you or, you know, it's happened to you. Either way, it's a vessel of truth, all right? So stay high, stay fly, stay prayed up. You already know. You better keep your chancla, tu tenis, your sneaker, your shoe, whatever, on the devil's neck because we are all about positivity and you already know realness, all right? So there's going to be more because I know I'm going to find out more, you know? And my life is like a fucking journey of emotions. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, I wish I was such an empath. Like, I honestly wish, like, I, I feel like it was a waste of love. I feel like loving him was a waste of love that could have went to someone 
who really wanted those things and was ready for those things instead of being a punk and running away from those things. But then you want to do manly things. You know, you want to try to get me pregnant and shit. But you, you don't you can't even handle the responsibility of being a man of your word and being honest and loyal and truthful. So I learned that much. When people tell you shit a little bit too quick, big red flag. When they throw in I love you real fast, big red flag. When they talking about marriage and kids and you haven't even, you know, thought about it yet, moving too fast. There is an agenda. Because guess what? He accomplished that agenda and left me in fucking shambles. And the fact that I'm slowly able to get back up again, to feel confident again, to feel like me again, to be able to be on this podcast again, shows that I'm growing out. I just wish that I could have done these things with him. But instead, I'm doing it without him. And that's the fucked up part about it. You know what I'm saying? But there'll be more, I'm sure. All right, guys. So take care. Hope you enjoyed this, you know, story time, this introduction to controversial smoke. I will be on here more often, you know, because now I'm becoming me again. And I'm understanding that a real man don't want to be around all that. They want to go to work for eight hours and come home to their boo and get that good loving and that good food. You know, they want to politic with their boo. They trying to make plans with their boo. They trying to build with their boo. They're not trying to do all that rah-rah shit, all that play-play shit, trying to blend in, trying to be part of something that, first of all, you talk about all those people in different ways to me that I ain't even going to say. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that you are willing to put the people you work with and the person or the people you game with before the person that you are planning to marry and have kids with, that says a lot about the maturity level that that person was in. He was really good at pretending until he couldn't pretend anymore. And that's why whatever's in the dark will always eventually come to light. See you later, guys. Besitos. Bye.